Hey, what's going on guys? Captain Carlos here with Maria Gear. So today we're going to be talking kingfish or king mackerel. Um, one of the coolest fish in the ocean down here. Um, they really deserve some recognition. So I felt like it was the appropriate time to go ahead and, you know, put some light on them. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the gear, you know, the tackle, the hooks, the rigs, how to position for them, the tactics, a little bit of everything. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, so king mackerel are a very highly targeted species here in the southeastern United States. They actually have some major tournaments going on, high dollar tournaments, you know, tournaments pushing 100, 150 grand. Um, and it's just an, an awesome fish to chase. I mean, they're built like a bullet. It's all solid muscle. Uh, they've got razor sharp teeth. They have pretty good eyesight and they can catch a bait like nobody's business. Um, and on top of that, when they do hit your bait, uh, they go the other way like a Ferrari. So it's just an awesome, awesome fish to, to target. Um, the type of tackle that you typically would use to, to chase these things is going to be a conventional setup, just a, a boat setup. Um, live baiting is probably the most common. So you're going to want a reel that holds at least 300 yards of 20 to 30 pound monofilament. And you're going to be matching that reel to a 7 foot 15 to 30, 15 to 40 pound class rod. Um, just kind of fit within the, the guidelines of, of the line weight itself. Um, as far as the action of the rod, I like to have a little bit faster or softer tip. Um, just because I think that absorbs some of the impact when these fish hit. Because they hit like, like freight trains. It's crazy. Um, and then the reel must have awesome drag settings. Okay, like an awesome drag system. Um, if it doesn't have those characteristics, you're going to have a real tough time trying to land one of these things because they're, they're, you know, big kingfish are no joke. I mean, they can put a, a test on some tackle. So that's the setup. Um, as far as the actual line, like I said, you want to be using monofilament, but not just any monofilament. I, I like using Mamoy high catch, um, or something along the lines of that suffix, maybe even Andy, the backcountry blue. I've always been kind of a fan of that. Um, but make sure you got some high quality monofilament. Um, going back to the reel for a second, uh, like I said, make sure that the reel is a quality reel, you know, something that's going to withstand these runs. I'm usually fishing my Daiwa Saltis 50s or Saltiga 50s. Um, those are pretty much bulletproof reels, and I got them matched up to a, a Star Plasma, uh, 7 foot, 15 to 30 pound, you know, just general purpose boat rod, and it pretty much handles the job. So that's the setup. Um, you're going to be running that monofilament line to a piece of four to six foot of uh, fluorocarbon or monofilament uh, leader. It's just a little bit of a shock leader I like to use. Um, 40 pounds perfect. And then you're going to run from that um, leader a little micro swivel, okay? <laughs> just a little micro swivel, um, maybe. 30 to 50 pound, that's all you need. You are going to want that swivel because it's going to eliminate some of the line twist when you're flatlining the baits behind the boat, 
or off the side of the boat, um, you know, with the current pushing, it's just, it's going to help you out a little bit. Um, and then on the other side of that swivel, you're actually going to run a trace of wire. Most of the times, um, just a light trace of wire is all you need, you know, 18 inches. Uh, if you're going to run just a straight, you know, J hook rig off the end of it there, uh, your hook size is just going to vary on the size of the bait. So if you're using a smaller bait, like a pilchard or a little sardine, you're probably going to want to use, you know, a 3.0 to a 5.0. Um, as far as the hook style, live bait, you know, style hooks work really well. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Mustad 9175 Black Nickels. That's been kind of my go-to. Um, as far as rigging, in case you need to rig with uh, a stinger rig, you know, and you're getting bit, um, but you're, the fish isn't taking all the bait. It's leaving you with the head or the, just the head and the body, and they're cutting it short. That's where you might have to add like a little stinger to the back of, of that rig. So you would run just another additional piece of wire, maybe six to eight, ten inches, um, and then run a treble hook, like a little VMC number four treble hook. To, to get the job done. That's your stinger rig. Uh, the, the length of the section from the J hook to, you know, where you're going to run that treble hook is going to vary again, depending on the size of your bait. Okay. If you make it too long, it's, it's not going to swim correctly. So make sure you pay attention to that when you're rigging them. Um, and then as far as the gauge or the actual size of the wire that we're using, uh, it's usually number three, number four wire, which is like 30 to 40, 50 pound. Um, on bigger baits, under certain applications, you can certainly increase the size of the wire, maybe even up to number seven or something like that. Uh, but typically, I try to fish as light as I can get away with because that's going to get you more bites in general. Okay. So that's your setup. Now, as far as the the applications on how to use that, that boat rod, one of the most popular is live baiting, okay? And, and here in South Florida, live baiting means either you're anchored up and chumming, okay, actively chumming, you know, with the chum block hanging off the side of the boat, uh, trying to draw bait and in and then, you know, the fish in behind the bait in your slick, or you can drift. You can literally just start a drift. Uh, here, typically, the current runs north. So, you know, you position the boat, uh, you know, just south of the area that you'd want to fish and pretty much set a drift. And while we're drifting, a couple different things you can do. You can put a kite up, okay, fishing kites. There's several different manufacturers out there that make them. Um, the only one I really use is the SFE. I mean, it's the standard down here for the guys that, that fish tournaments. They, they don't really bother with too many other ones. Um, it's a general purpose kite. It goes from 5 to 25 mile an hour winds. So, you know, most of the time in the spring, that, that's all you're going to need. Um, and you're going to be running anywhere from one to four lines off this kite. Okay, and the kite allows you to fish the <clears throat> opposite side of the boat, okay, and it gives gives you a, like a 360 degree spread, which is pretty awesome. 
So you have the kite set up off the bow. You're fishing three lines, say, okay? And you have your lines spread apart about 60 to 75 feet, okay? And that pretty much just simulates like a school of bait fish near the surface. Uh, it's a very vertical presentation, okay? So you're going to keep the, the lines like you know, like I said, right, right near the surface, they run, uh, through a release clip and they pretty much just allow the bait to, to stay in the water, but near the surface. So with this type of fishing, um, when kingfish come up and feed on your, your, you know, live baits, um, the, the bite is very visual. I mean, you get to see just these massive kingfish come up and just explode, on a kite bait, which is awesome. I mean, that's it's a real adrenaline rush, and it's an addiction. Once you do it once, you just want to keep seeing it again and again and again. So um, that's why guys kite fish. Uh, on the downside, the opposite side of the boat, you can still run a couple deep baits, okay, to cover different levels of the water column. Maybe put one down 30 feet, put another one down 50, 80 feet, and then... Also run maybe just a couple flat lines with the baits, you know, swimming just on the outside of the boat. So with a spread like that, I mean, anything that's within a hundred yards of the boat is is going to eat. I mean, for the most part, you're, you're covering a lot of water that way. So um, drifting by far is one of the most common, like I said, tactics to target these things. Uh, another very effective tactic um, when the fish are, are not cooperative and the water temperature is a little warmer, is slow trolling. You can slow troll live bait or strip baits like Bonita strips on a sea witch, or even you know troll some plugs like big magnums, uh, stretch 30s, or um, even Yozuri Bonitas, anything like that. Um, but trolling allows you to get, again, down in, in to certain levels of the water column um, because sometimes these fish don't always come to the surface so you got to get down to them to the strike zone um, so you want to make sure you either have a downrigger on the boat or a couple planers I'm kind of old school I guess in the fact that I love fishing planers um, if you, <laughs> you go to any uh, marina down here, you'll always see the charter guys fishing planers just because it's a tactic that's been around for so long and it's still so productive. It's it's by far one of the most productive ways to catch kingfish. Uh, so the planer allows you to get the bait down deeper, okay? And they're literally just running a, uh, a, a small number three or number four planer. Um, and then you're running from the planer, you're running another 50 to 80 foot section of I want to say 60 to 80 pound mono and then at the end of that mono you're going to be running whatever you're you're fishing with be it you know ballyhoo um, you know a lure a strip bait whatever and you're going to be running that on a piece of wire um, that's pretty much what's going to ring the dinner bell so um that's just another very effective tactic, you know, to get your baits down in the water column when these fish aren't coming near the surface. Um, when you're trolling, again, you want to keep a couple near the surface because maybe you get that oddball fish that comes up and, and picks it off, you know, just under the surface. So those by far the, the 
probably the two most effective techniques. Although, um, over I want to say over the last decade or so, jigging has become widely popular for these things. Vertical jigging, speed jigging, it, it works very well. I can't tell you how many jigs I've lost to kingfish <laughs> because they typically pick them up as you're sending them down because they don't that's how they kind of let you know it when they're in the area <laughs> um, and most of the time I'm not even targeting the kingfish we're trying to catch blackfin tuna uh, or maybe some snapper or grouper with the vertical jigs and the kingfish just happen to be there so vertical jigs work very well uh, the speed jigging another new tactic that's been around um, here in the in the states relatively new is the slow pitch jigging that actually works really well for kingfish as well. Um, the difference there is you're using a little more customized tackle. The rods are uh, very lightweight and the reels, you're kind of downsizing the size of the reel, but you're still having the line capacity on the reel to, to land a, you know, a 50 pound fish if need be. Um, it's just more of a finesse game. You're really working the tackle to its limits and just kind of playing the fish, which is awesome. I mean, it feels like you're, you're almost deep water bass fishing <laughs> with the tackle. Cause it, it's as light as a bass fishing outfit. It's kind of insane. So those are your options. Um, you know, as far as the tactics to target these things, um, I hope you learned something here. If you did, make sure you follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, check out our YouTube channel too. We're trying to keep that updated and uh, we appreciate you so much for tuning in guys and God bless.